Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a Christian psychotherapist specializing in trauma therapy, couples, relationships, and personal development. She is passionate about your life and is here to encourage, teach, and inspire you to be your own best version. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Now, with today's fresh insights, Cynthia Hyatt. Well, welcome to the show. I'm Cynthia Hyatt. I am your host, and I'm so glad you're joining me. And I'm, I'm very thankful that you are so good about giving me feedback. That really helps. And always remember, you can email me at CynthiaHyatt at gmail.com. If there's any topics that you would like me to talk on, I would love to do that for you. So we are finishing up in many ways this week on not hindering the little children from coming to God. And so the first Monday and Tuesday, we talked a lot about that and about how we might hinder ourselves from coming to God and that we are always little children with God, even though we are grown adults. And yesterday and today, we are going to talk about this idea of launching kids and how we have good boundaries with our adult children so that we make sure that if they are of age, that we are not hindering them from going to God as their primary caregiver and that we are not encouraging them to continue to see us as the primary source of, of their needs. So firstly, remember, like I said the other day, you know, the parenting days are over, so to speak. And we want to really adhere to that. This means the old authority and the responsibility is gone. So be that as it may, I want you to know you're still teaching your kids until the day you die. At every stage of life, you are teaching them how to live it. So they're watching you live 45. They're watching you be a 55-year-old. They're watching you be a 65-year-old. They're watching you be a 75 and an 85. However long you live, they are seeing how you maneuver each life stage. So live well, because you're never of no consequence. Your life really does mean something every day you are here on this planet. So choose to have it mean something, even if it's what not to do. Make that meaningful as well. The advantage to adult children moving home is the ability sometimes to create new history. So there is some advantage as long as we know it's time limited. So you want to be the person you really want to be in their life and refuse to allow them to keep you in the past just as they don't want you to be parenting the child they were when they originally lived with you. So even if you want to parent them, you need to resist it because it only inhibits their maturation process and causes horrible feelings and damage. You can't go back, but you can move forward. So this is the time for great courage. It can be very intimidating to deal effectively with adult children, especially because the mistakes can have much greater and longer lasting consequences in comparison to mistakes that they've made in childhood. So this is the time to be on your game, to manage yourself better, and to be focusing on your life and not derailed with over-involvement in their life. See, just as you cannot do your friend's lives, you can't do your child's life either. It's their life to do, and they need to do it. They need to own their own life. They need to have skin in the game. So all you want to do is offer a safe place to heal so they get back on their feet, 
on the ground so they can go back into the game of life. It always needs to be temporary. Now, if there's a, um, if there's a serious injury, if there's a serious sickness, if a child is not going to be recovering, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about kids that have a misstep, kids that are having a hard time uh, getting, getting on their feet, they're floundering. That's the ones we're talking about needs to be temporary. So all you want to do really is offer a safe place with the goal that they go back out into the world and do their life. It is still their life, and they have to live it. See, they were given the gift of life, and unfortunately, they get to spend it however they want. However, they can't require that you fund their life as well. So we need to respect the fact that they may not live the way we would have hoped. And we also have to give them maybe a little more credit. I mean, we figured it out, right? They can too. A lot of growing up is really not rocket science. The reason lives are oftentimes complicated is not because they can't figure it out. It's because they want the benefits without the responsibilities. So this is imperative as you move forward appropriately supporting an adult child coming back home. It's also important when dealing with an adult child that's struggling in their life, whether they want to move back home or not. So I like this, this very helpful Bible verse, and this can encourage us. And this is Proverbs 22.6. It says, Train a child in the way appropriate for him, and when he becomes older, he will not turn from it. Train a child in the way that's appropriate for him, and when he becomes older, he will not turn from it. Now, if you didn't do this, if you didn't parent well, well, God knew that too. So he's already made provision for whatever you did or didn't do as a parent. God knew exactly who he was giving kids to. He knows he's the, the one and only perfect parent, and he was never expecting you to be a perfect parent, and he still gave you kids. So allow this to be a time for creating new history and giving some corrective experiences, not for redoing or undoing history. So let's look at scenario number one. Uh, you've got a kid that's never been fully independent. For example, they go away to college. Now they move back home while they're looking for a job. Or they've tried to move out after high school but can't seem to make it, so they're moving back home. Scenario number two. They have been successfully independent but have a crisis or a setback and need to get back on their feet, need to get their feet back on the ground, such as maybe they were laid off from a very successful job. Maybe they went through a divorce. They were seriously injured or they got sick. Maybe they want to go back to school because they need to find a better job. Or maybe they're changing careers. So this situation may warrant some financial support and extensive involvement that may feel regressive with more parental involvement, but it isn't if it's time limited. And it's commensurate with how effective the intervention is. That means that they need to be working harder on their life than you are. So let's look at a scenario number three as to why an adult child might move back home. Maybe there's um, a mental illness, addictions, legal problems, as well as struggling with varying degrees of immaturity. Now, this may require some intervention and always requires very strict boundaries with appropriate consequences. And this situation will feel more parental than the previously mentioned scenarios. If this is the case, then you need to be explaining to this adult kid 
this is going to feel more parental, and if you're not willing to participate and grow up, then you're not going to be able to live here. Because we're going to get a plan, and we're going, we're going to make this work, and you are a part of making it work. So they have to care more about their life than you do. If they don't, if there's mental illness, if there's depression, then it's okay if you care more about their life for a while. But at some point, they need to have some skin in the game. So let's look at each of these scenarios have differing degrees of intervention, different degrees of boundaries and involvement and timelines. But the issue will always revolve around boundaries. We always have to have good boundaries. So scenario number one, they've never been fully independent. They've gone, they've gone away to college. Now they've moved home while they're looking for a job, or they tried to move out after high school but didn't seem to make it. So what do we do with this one? Well, you raise the kids. You send them off to college. They've had four glorious years. They finally graduated. You thought you were home free, but now they're moving back home. And they have $30,000 in debt, and they can't seem to find a job. Well, these days, this above scenario is happening more often than not, with some of the unemployment rates rising and recent college grads having real trouble finding jobs in their fields. So here are some of the ways that your adult child living at home again can cause a major shift in your lifestyle. Well, there's going to be a decrease in privacy, and that kind of comes with the territory. Maybe you're cleaning up after someone else. Well, you will soon begin to notice those piles of laundry stacking up outside his or her door. Feeding and cooking for an extra person. Wondering, when are they going to move out? But maybe being kind of afraid to directly address that issue. Because this can cause a lot of anxiety and tension and stress. And so there's increasing dis uh, disagreements maybe with your spouse or partner over expectations and rules and boundaries and... And, you know, adult children moving back home with mom and dad, that it undoubtedly causes emotional, financial, and even physical strain. So what can you and your partner do to ease this burden? Well, first and foremost, we set boundaries. And it's important you do this from the beginning. This is the day they move in, move back in, or before they move back in. You set ground rules for this new arrangement. And you say to your child that's now an adult and got used to some independence, you don't want them to regress. However, now that they're living under your roof again, it's your job as his or her parent to help him live a safe and happy life. So you don't need to give him a curfew. But you do ask that they show you respect by letting you know when they'll be gone, especially if it's for extended periods of time, like all night, because that's just being polite. So what you're saying is this is how adults respect one another. So if, if it's a, if, if the parents, you say, you know, your dad, I always let him know where I'm going. It's just being polite. I let him know when I'm coming back. That's being polite. So that's what you're saying to the adult kid. You're not saying I'm putting a curfew on you. I'm saying that you need to be polite. You need to be like another polite adult living in this house. And so you want to make sure as well that there's no illegal activities that you say. There, there's no, uh, you're not going to be drinking and driving in the house. You're not having parties in the house. And if you smoke, you better go smoke outside because we don't like smoking in our house. You can't just eat whatever you want in the refrigerator. You're not a teenager. So you're needing to be helping with some 
of the housework around here if you don't have any money. So that means that you're going to be cleaning things up or doing laundry or whatever it is that participates in the way the home is working. So you absolutely make it hard work. You should expect the, this kid to take care of his own needs, his own laundry, cleaning up his room, his bathroom, cooking his own meals, especially if he doesn't eat with the rest of the family. If he's a, he's a grown man and he took care of himself when he was away from home, it's reasonable to expect him to do it now. Think about this. If you take care of everything for him, what incentive is there for him to move out on his own, him or her? So what you're saying is, if you're coming back to live in our home, it's temporary for one, and you're coming back as an adult. So there's no more parenting. If we feel like we're getting into a situation that we have to parent you, we're going to have some really big problems. Because you were independent for four years. We need you to, we need you to act like another adult that is very appreciative of the fact that you get to live here rent-free, which brings up another thing. You may want to charge rent. So obviously, if, if your child does not have a job, you're going to have to get kind of creative on this one. So I, I do think it's important for adult children to contribute financially in any way, and this is for several reasons. It gives them responsibility and accountability. He's less likely to spend money that he has on non-essentials, even 10 to $20 a week is better than nothing. And if you notice he's going out drinking, spending money on entertainment, or buying useless stuff online, charge him more rent. Absolutely. Because this is the time for them to feel the strain of what it means to be an adult and to have to say no to certain things. Because there are many young adults, 19 to 23, that actually think they should have the same luxuries and privileges that somebody at 43 or 53 has when we've been working for that long. And they need to understand you don't start at the top. You work your way up. Because that's how people appreciate what they've done and what they've accomplished. So you demand that you see progress. It's fair to expect him or her to be applying for jobs and going on interviews on a regular basis. They don't get to sit around watching television and playing video games all day. So getting a job will be the way they eventually move out and be on their own again. And ask him to keep a weekly log of any employment contacts and check it each week. Say, this is what we're doing. We're mentoring you. We're not parenting you. We're mentoring you. This is what we did in order to launch our life. So this is what you're going to do. You don't just get to move in and act like a 16-year-old. So finally, for this, the stress this situation inevitably causes, you and your spouse, you have to take some time and talk it out. And you have to discuss what's working and what isn't. And you problem solve together. And you decide on a course of action that best meets your needs. And this reduces a lot of already built-up tension. So take some time away from the stressful home environment, going on regular dates, spending quality time together. And if you don't have a partner, make sure you have a social life and that you're not becoming dependent on the child living with you. Because this, this is part of what we talked about in yesterday's show. We don't want to be having 
children living with us because our marriage isn't working or because we're lonely. So let's look at scenario number two. They've been successfully independent but have a crisis or a setback, and so they need to get their feet back on the ground. They were laid off of a successful job. They went through a divorce. They got seriously injured or sick. Maybe they want to go back to school. So the situation may warrant some financial support. And that's, that's when we really want to make sure that if they are that grown child moves back home, how we make that a smoother and easier transition. Just as we look forward to the freedom of the empty nest, if our daughter decides she needs to come back and get her life together before moving on to the next step, then the problem is that we don't really know exactly what this means. And as a result, we have no idea how long she or he is planning to stay. So what do we do with this? Well, one thing, it helps to recognize that you're not alone. See, the latest uh, census figures indicate that more than 80 million so-called empty nesters now find themselves with at least one grown child living at home, and sometimes grandkids. So some of the culture watchers have even started calling these adult children the boomerang generation. So whatever you label them, they're returning in record numbers. Some, maybe they're hoping to save money for school. Some are returning because they can't find the job. Some have personal problems. They need some refuge. So it sounds like you and your spouse are about to find out firsthand what the boomerang phenomenon is all about. And as you step into this new and unfamiliar phase, just remember there isn't necessarily anything wrong or incorrect or abnormal about accepting a previously quote-unquote launched kid back into your home. But the development might have been unthinkable in past generation, but nowadays it really is becoming more common. And you can take comfort in the thought that it is only temporary. We really want it to be temporary. And so it's in, in many ways you can be thankful that your kids want to come back, that they see you as a safe haven. But remember that we're always reminding ourselves that we're not hindering adult children from depending on themselves, depending on God. So in the meantime, this is what we want to be doing to implement and minimize conflict. As you start discussing the terms, before your daughter, before your son moves in, you have a family powwow and discuss what mutual expectations and you establish house rules. And you do this as early as possible to prevent misunderstandings. And, and to, because once they're in the house, it's hard to implement them a month later. So if you don't approve of overnight guests, blaring stereos, bad language, questionable religious practices, use of drugs or alcohol, you have to clarify that up front. And you might even spell them out in a brief contract and have your son or daughter sign this and say, this is what we are agreeing on. And we can redo it if we need to three months from now. But many times it helps if you do three, six, nine, 12 months because we don't want kids staying longer than a year if we can help it. And so you don't want to forget that these rules sh should be different than the ones you put in place when your kid was a minor. So... For example, curfews, you know, that's not necessarily appropriate for an adult. But what you do want to say, again, like we talked about, this is an issue of courtesy. So 
you don't want kids wandering in at 3 o'clock in the morning and turning the TV on and waking everybody up. We also don't want to be worrying about them either. So don't be afraid to ask questions during the course of the conversation and be frank and straightforward. And, and ask your, 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 your child, how, you know, your son, your daughter, how long do you envision staying here? What do you want to get out of this? What are your goals? And then make sure also that you say, what would you consider reasonable rent? And if they can't pay rent, then they do chores. And they take care of things. Your son needs to be the landscaper then of the house if he, d if he can't afford to pay you any rent. They have to contribute to the home in some manner. And so we realize, of course, that some situations are even more complicated. And um, we don't always know what we might be facing. But some common sense suggests that you shouldn't enable a grown-up child who's merely looking to avoid adult responsibilities. So if your daughter or your son is experiencing some really serious issues, for example, addictions, mental, emotional illnesses, then you probably want to seek some intervention and enlist the help of, of maybe a, a Christian counselor or a mental health agency to kind of help navigate through this process. Because we don't want to enable, hinder these adults from really launching. And we don't want them to then have family problems that we might otherwise not have to have. And this is, this is very important because we really do want to be friends with our adult kids. And so it might be a good idea to set a moving out deadline. Know the clock is ticking at the mom and pop hotel, right? <laughs> so they need to have some motivation to really be moving on to the next step. So during the months that you're going to be living with them, you may maintain a healthy relationship with your adult daughter or son by keeping these tips in mind. You trust him or her to make wise choices, and even when they don't, because after all, they're an adult now. You squelch the impulse to give advice unless it's asked for. You want to remember that communication is the key and you set regular times to discuss issues, clarify expectations, practice grace, everyone. Three or more adults living in one house is a challenge, whether you're related or not. So you want to give each other lots of space. And if you need help of a professional therapist, I, I really want to encourage you, focus on the family's counseling department. They can provide you with so many referrals to any specialists that are practicing in your area. And they, they love to help. So when we're really creating these boundaries with, with dependent adult children, and these are ones that are really struggling, and this is the time that you really want to make sure that you enlist the help of a professional because it can get quite complicated, and they can really tug on our heartstrings when we see uh, um, an adult child that's really floundering and really wounded. Um, so we want to make sure that we are getting them the help that they need as soon as we can, and that we are really moving that along because the, the longer that we wait, the harder it is to heal these things, the more complicated they become. So make sure that when you're doing this, that you're talking to these adult children and you are giving them very specific boundaries, very specific expectations, that you are eliciting their wants, their needs, so that we can really make sure that we're launching kids successfully. 
Thank you for joining me. Join me tomorrow as we talk to the CFO for Trail Scouts, talking about the new Boy Scouts, and it's very exciting what they're doing. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless you. To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember... Be your own best version. Yeah.